Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brian Doc Holiday from FranklinArmstrong.com, and I am just here reviewing these last few episodes that we recorded. For those of you who have been following along on our social media, we recently interviewed comedian Andrew Searles, who has been living in L.A. for the last little while. Uh, he's been repping MTL on a, in a big way and doing it with pride. He is back in Montreal for the holiday and will be performing a few select dates. I would recommend you check out his website. That's andrewsearles.com, A-N-D-R-E-W-S-E-A-R-L-E-S.com. And if you want to stay connected on the Franklin Armstrong front, just check out our site, franklinarmstrong.com. You can also Google our show, Geektastic Cypher. That's hashtag G-E-E-K-T-A-S-T-I-Q-C-Y-P-H-A. That's it. That's all. Hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. We had an amazing time talking to Andrew Searles, and we look forward to getting him to come back, which hopefully will be soon before he bounces back to L.A. Stay tuned and enjoy the show, folks. shouldn't do that all right i'm not using the proximity of my house you know testing one two testing no i'm just joking we're not testing anymore we're live who cares hey at this point if you if you if you're not hearing us then but do tell us if we are in the the facebook live if you can't hear us properly please tell us if you actually can't you know what us. i'm gonna pull it up uh this sounds so unofficial but it's official we're here oh no it's playing mute tab there we go so we don't accidentally uh so if you guys are tuned in right now, this is a uh, special broadcast on FranklinArmstrong.com. Uh, my name is Doc Holiday. To my right is uh, Action Figgy Skinny. And uh, our guest who is uh, taking them pics right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our boy, boy. He's, he's, uh, he's been doing it big. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the comedian. The one what? and only. Andrew. Seals. I always mispronounce last names, so I'm gonna have you pronounce it once and yeah. then I'll say it again. Searles? Searles? It's Searles. Yeah. And I've been calling you Seals for like years. <laughs> How many people okay, so that's first off First question, yeah. For those of you who don't know who Andrew is, Andrew is a local comedian who's been doing it big for eons and ages, has yeah. always mm-hmm. been. Yeah. Um ever since we were at Abbott. Yeah. Uh you've been you were doing shows when we were at Abbott. Pretty much. I started at Abbott. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember you doing stuff at Abbott. Yeah. And um it's kind of just like you realize then and there that is what you want to do. Yeah, pretty much. I, yeah. And I think we could all see that you were good at it too. So it worked out. Yeah. Like, you know, when you have one of your homies and you're just like, oh, yeah, man, your, your show is good. And you're like, oh, God, this poor bastard. <laughs> exactly. it, was never, it was never like that with you, which yeah. was an advantage. We never had to lie to you and be like, yeah, man, that show was great. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I got to go too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What joke did you like? Uh, the first one. Yeah. <laughs> So my class is starting now, but it's 5 p.m. Uh, it's starting right now. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after you were just like, I'm going to do this, and then we're at Abbott. Abbott is what year? What, what year are we Oh, my in? gosh. I was at Abbott 2002 to 2007. Yep. You okay. pulled a Van Wilder like me. Yeah. yeah. I was Pretty like 03 to like 06 or something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I stayed in that place. Like, yeah, man. I'm about that life. I, almost got, I was like pretty much paying rent. That's how long I was there. <laughs> 
from the janitor janitor start asking you where things are yeah. <laughs> hey, hey uh can you tell me where this room is <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like, what do you mean i have i'm no like idea. top shelf top shelf top no shelf. on the right on the right there you go <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but it's it, it, it was so dope to see someone that we knew as a comedian locally uh especially for me i grew up in the city yeah i grew up in cotonage and then i moved out to the west island for a short period of time i was there only for six years but in those six years i i saw a lot of people doing a lot of cool stuff and stepping up yeah. and you were one of those people who was doing big big things yeah so i always wanted to know i mean it's one thing to say yeah i feel like doing stand-up and i've listened to a lot of podcasts recently pete holmes yeah. bobby yeah. lee all those guys talking about how they started mm-hmm. it and I, you know you watch jim and andy you watch all these guys who go through these immense stories yeah so then it's just like, then why? What like it sounds like such a crazy adventure. So whenever I see someone who's interested in doing it, I'm like, yo, that's heavy. Why 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 why, why are you doing this to yourself? So I gotta ask. You know what? Comedy was some I grew up watching uh just for laughs, uh like in the nineties on like CBC. So it's like that the half hour show or like the hour long show. And I used to think doing comedy for uh, six, seven, eight minutes. I thought that was murderous. I was like, how, how do you make it? How yeah. do you be funny that long? Like, yeah. that's, that's so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never thought of actually doing comedy. I've always wanted to be an actor, and I, and I still do to this day. But uh, comedy is literally something I fell backwards into because when I when I was at uh, Riverdale High, um, I was in a school play, and uh, it was like the grade eleven. And uh, I started doing impressions. I just started doing celebrity impressions. And I started off doing Bill Cosby. And I started doing Eddie Murphy. And then our Schwarzenegger. And then the more people would think of celebrities, hey, can you do this person? Can you do that person? Can you do this thing? And I just kind of uh, did it on a dare. Just be like, okay, let's see how many impressions I could do. So when I was starting Abbott in 2002, uh, I remember my buddy Marius, he told me, he's just like, hey, you know they do comedy shows uh, at, at Abbott during the semester, like during the day, and I was like, okay. He's like, well, I dare you to go on stage and try it, and I was like, oh, okay, oh, sure. Oh damn! Oh, he straight and, called you like that, bro. Yeah, like, I, nice. I respect that though. Yeah, yeah and true, true. It, to me, it was just something I was like, oh, I can never do this. And I was like, hey, you know, let me see if I could try it. And, and I remember I went to, it was like mid September. I went to Bill Mahone, who was yeah, like yeah, yeah, running the Agora, and he's yeah, like, I'm, yeah. and I'm like, hey, can I try comedy? He's just like, and he, I remember it was like him and three other people in the office, and they're like, hey, well, what day do you want? I was like, I don't know, any day. He's like, oh, how's October 2nd? I was like, yeah, October 2nd works. And so like, okay, just do five minutes. I was like, all right. And I, I, I kind of felt the people in the room must have been like, uh, this kid's trying comedy. You know, like, what's, let's see what's how this is going to go. And, and it worked out well enough where I was like, hey, you know what? This is kind of cool. And I remember I left the show and I was going through the hallways to my next class. I think I had an English class or something. And someone was like, hey, you're the comedian on stage. Today. I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, you're pretty funny. I was like, oh, thanks, man. Took the bus home that day. Hey, you're the comedian on stage. I was like, oh, thank you. Hey, you're pretty funny. Oh, thanks, though. Uh, went to the, I think I went to see a movie that night, X versus Sever. Oh, my oh, God. Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu, that's it. Yeah. I was trying to remember. One of the few movies where the trailer was 10 times better than the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was sitting there, and the guy in the in the row in front of me to the left looked back, and he's like, oh, you're the comedian. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you're at Abbott. I was like, yeah. He's like, you're pretty funny. I was like, oh, thanks. And at that point, I was kind of like, oh, let's see how far I can kind of yeah. push this. And... <laughs> 
15 years later, still still pushing. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's really dope. So mm. was it, because, uh, and I, I've heard other comedians say this, like that recognition of like, oh, you know, I, I was doing this on the fly, but people actually recognized the talent. So I was like, yeah. yo, maybe I should do this because yeah. people seem to like what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Like, well, uh, to this day, people ask me like, "Do you do you find it annoying when people come up to you and they're like, hey, 'Hey, you're the comedian. Hey, you're really funny.'" I'm like, "I don't. I'm, it's not annoying to me. It's it's uh, uh it's recognition of you doing a good job. Yeah. Because mm. if you sucked, yeah, they wouldn't have come up to you and said hi. They wouldn't have come up to True. you and said, "Hey, good job." They would have been like, "Hey, that's the guy. He really sucked." No, 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 no. And then they would have walked away. <laughs> He's a trash ass comedian. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true though. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. You know. So for me, when when people say that to me, and they and they they stop me and they're like, "Hey, good job." To me, that's that's justification of, "Hey, I'm doing a good job." Yeah. People are recognizing it. Yeah. So that's nothing wrong. That's that, that shows I'm doing a good thing on stage. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I gotta admit. Uh, I mean, even when I was at Abbott, I <laughs> I used to do the radio show at C Sky, and I used to be so stupid. C Sky, what what? Uh, back in the day yeah, and once guy. again another Bill Mahone run program and I remember I used to get in trouble with him because I used to have people talk about their first times yeah. all the time yeah. that was my that was the segment on my show talk about your first time and at first I got like the, obviously I got girls to do it at first because I was just like yeah. well no one really wants to hear what a dude has to say about his first Nobody time really cares, yeah. no one cares yeah. <laughs> but then but then it became popular because guys and girls would start coming in yeah. and people wanted to tell their stories yeah. and people were coming up to me and being like oh you're the dude that gets people to talk about their first time and that same recognition of just like oh this is kind of cool people yeah. actually and especially C Sky, because ain't nobody was listening to C Sky. Nah, I, I barely C Sky was playing India in the, the Munchbox. Box. Mun- yeah, and, and nowhere else. Yeah, that was it, right? Yeah, because yeah. there used to be yeah. that one speaker all the way at the calf that yeah. someone cut the line to because people didn't like hearing the, yeah. the music we were playing. But yeah, that, that I mean, and it's cool because it's nice to know that we were supported. Yeah, because yeah. that's that one. That's the thing. Like the fact that people were saying, "Oh, hey, you're the funny comedian." Yeah, coming up to you, that was supportive. Exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. So I never took that as like a negative thing or like anything to be like, yeah, if, if you suck, then they would have said yeah. anything. You know? Were there layers to kind of moving up? Because like, I mean, kind of like a video game, like was like West Island level one, Montreal <laughs> level two. Um, like what Like what was the kind of like the progression uh, of? The progression was basically, it wasn't really more of a territorial thing. It was more of a, of a hierarchy in comedy where it's like, you start off as like, okay, you're the new person, so you're taking bullet yeah. on every show, you know, and and once you do that five minutes of a bullet, then then you do seven minutes, and then then you do ten minutes, and then when the new person comes onto the scene, now you're going from the bullet to the second position. So then you're like, okay, now I've graduated that. Let's see how you do as the second person. Then then you do ten, then you do twelve minutes, then you do fifteen, and now all of a sudden you're middling now, and now all of a sudden you're middling, and then you're emceeing, and then. And you go from emceeing, then you start headlining, and then so to me it was more of like a hierarchy in terms of, um, in in the in the scale of professionalism in comedy, yeah. as opposed to like West Island captured. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because yeah. I, I, I was wondering, like, like it's Streets of Rage, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me going down the twenty, just running down. Lachine, level two. <laughs> That's dope. So, uh, w- 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 first of all, you mentioned that expression, bullet. I did, I've never heard that before. Is that like, that's just like the first person who comes in? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, aside, the first person outside the MC, because the MC is the first person yeah, on stage. Yeah. He just does his, introduces, talks to the audience a little bit. But then the first, per- the first comic on stage, I would say. 
And they call bullet because bullet because you are taking the first bullet. Oh damn! And it's like let's see if you could deflect it or if that bullet's gonna go right through yeah. you. I guess so. Hey, you fucking suck, man. <laughs> <laughs> then you're just like, yeah, that bullet went through. <laughs> Start crying. Oh, tears. <laughs> Have you watched? It's uh, I'm dying up here. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, because yeah. I wanted to know if anything like because I'm dying up here is this uh, Jim Carrey produced show that's a throwback to 70s stand up comedy. Oh yeah, it was based on uh, around his time at the comedy store. Yes, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I like it's like Pauly Shore's mom. Yeah, and Mitzi. Yeah, yeah Mitzi. That's it. Uh, who is supposedly a legend in L.A. I don't know. Have you? I I don't think I've met her yet. Or but I, I but I know that she's like yeah she's yeah, up yeah. there yeah yeah. Because every time I listen to my favorite is when Pauly Shore and Bobby Lee were talking mm-hmm. and they were talking about Pauly Shore's mom. And it's just like these crazy stories of like, she just made a guy change his name. And yeah. that's legit. She'll just be like, you, I don't like your name. Change it. And then yeah. that's it. And then from then on, you're a guy with a new name and your whole act changes and stuff like that seems crazy. Yeah. Is there any of that still in L.A.? Like, Oh, probably. Uh, I haven't really been in those circles yet because I'm still the new guy I'm still the the new the foreigner mm, in town, so I'm still trying to break through that circuit of. But you're also Canadian, so I feel like they should just give you a pass. Because wild, they should. <laughs> Are people like super mean to you because you're like the foreigner in town? Like not mean, but like more or less, they won't necessarily like let you know about opportunities or like openings that are happening or like open mic nights or something like are they clicky you know? oh yeah for sure super clicky <laughs> yeah, it's it's clicky here it's clicky here in montreal but it's i'm sure even more so in la because yeah. like like la like anything else in la it's not how good you are it's who you know and who yeah. knows you so mm. by being the the person on the outside then yeah because they'll look at me like okay well who's this guy like yeah it, like I'll be talented, but if they're connected with the right people, they're all they're, you're gonna get a lot further ahead because you just know the right people after you're at the right place, right time. Um, Do you feel the pressure to click up with somebody or like a crew? Not really, okay. because I've always flown solo. Yeah. Even Montreal, I've always kind of felt like I've, I've I'm solo in this game. Um, but yeah, I mean, like for sure, it's super clicky. But uh, you just try to because a couple times when I when I first got to LA. Um, just going on stage and people would be like, you know what you should do? You you should record your sets. You should like write like three time like three hours, four hours a day, and, and you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And and this is not like big headliners. This yeah. is just little people yeah, yeah. on the scene. And I would look at them, I would stop, I'd be like, I'm like, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, Yeah, but like I've I've been doing comedy for like a couple months now. Like you should be you should be doing this and I have forty minutes of material. I'm like, first of all, you do not have forty minutes of material. <laughs> If you've been doing comedy for like three months now, like you don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then they you will think look, you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you think yeah. you do, and then you do it in front of an audience, and you're like, okay, out of that forty minutes, five of it's yeah. good at best, you know. But yeah, they, they they would tell me a lot of things, and then I would look at them. I'm like, how long have you been comedy? They're like, oh, I've been in comedy like three, four months. I was like, I've been doing this for fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. And then you see their attitude change, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know what you're doing on stage. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what I'm doing. And then they leave me alone because they because they realize they're like. Oh, because their mental, I guess their idea is if if I'm new to the city, yeah. therefore I'm new to comedy. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I've, they have never seen me before, so I'm new. But then you tell them, and then they're like, "Oh shit, okay, you know what you're doing." Yeah. Like, okay. Well, yeah, because every every young dreamer comes to to the West Coast, California, yeah. L.A., and they're all these new kids who've been. Oh, they've only been doing it for two weeks. No, that's I mean that's the stereotype. But yeah. uh, there's a lot of people, you included, who yeah. actually know what they want to do and they're going to LA because they're just like well I've maxed out exactly. once again game metaphor but I've maxed out here so yeah. you know onto the next map Yeah, which is why I left it yeah. 
Well, and I was going to ask, why not Toronto first? No, what, what? no. I'm, I'm only asking. <laughs> no, I, don't. You do know that. why I have You'd to ask. Yeah. I, you know I have well, to ask. Toronto or Vancouver? Yeah. As Canadians, we're always told that if you want to make it, yeah, those are the go. places that you go to as Canadians because it's so hard in LA. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking because this will be good for those who don't know. So, um, yes, it's true. From yes, my sorry. perspective, sorry. I felt Toronto would have just been Toronto, Vancouver would have been it would have been a level up from Montreal for mm. sure. But I felt I would have hit a plateau again within two, three years of being there. Okay. Because my my agent who's still, who's still in Toronto, she told me to like just come to Toronto, just come to Toronto, and I was like, because when I told her I was going to LA, she's like, well, come to Toronto for five years, and then after that, then go to LA, and I'm like, I don't want to move to Toronto. When I'm 32, and then leave at 37 to yeah. start all over again in yeah. LA at 38. Like, no, like yeah. I don't want to do that. You don't want to be the new guy at 38. Yeah, exactly. Also, rewind. Black don't crack, so you do not look anywhere near exactly. what you just said. Exactly. Yeah, which, which is even better. So I huge guess, advantage. Exactly. <laughs> so if I did go to LA at thirty-eight or forty, it would have been like, oh, so you're twenty-two. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Let's go for that answer. <laughs> but I just felt that, like, I just felt that eventually, like, I felt the way the Canadian entertainment system is here is that it's like a pyramid, and it's like mm-hmm. a glass pyramid, basically. So. The further up you go, it looks like the sky's the limit, but eventually that roof starts to cave in a little oh, to the point where it looks like you go forever, but you can't because our just our industry just isn't structured that way. Yeah, like in in whether it's acting or comedy, uh, the states because they have a population of 338 million. Yeah, exactly. They, they, 10 they, times ours. Exactly. They could have a thousand headliners and a thousand top actors, but in Canada, we can't, our market doesn't sustain that. So mm. we could only hold maybe 30 top headliners, 40 top headliners, or 30 or 40 top actors. Uh, and once you're there, it's hard to get in. And then once you're in, then you're like, then you gotta, gotta maneuver within that bracket, I guess you could mm. say. So for me, it was like, if I stay in Canada, I'm like, I'm not headlining out west yet, but I don't want to stay in Canada and within two, year, within two years be like, hey guys, I'm headlining Winnipeg. <laughs> Yay! Look at my career, mom. Yay! Like, no. I'm like, <laughs> that's not what I want. I love that. I'm headlining Winnipeg, mom. I did it. <laughs> Look, mom, I made it. Oh, man. Winnipeg. Yeah. And for me, that's just, it's not, it's not what I want. I, I like, I felt like headlining rest of Canada was something I should have been doing already mm. while living here sh- exactly yeah. yeah and I felt like because of certain people in the industry which I could definitely name but I won't no no, no. <laughs> I don't want to start I don't want to be the home of beef yeah exactly yeah. I just, bring I just, it on man yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about these I love names. this guy <laughs> don't give him no shine don't say their names but yeah, these are the motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> they're blockers yeah. Right? yeah yeah but but it, I just felt that they kind of helped me back in terms mm. of just they just wanted to it was just oh, they're like yeah yeah let's just hold them back and as in I, like they wouldn't book you in places or they wouldn't book me for certain festivals or the headline certain clubs because of whatever random yeah person thing goal. they could find on me you know yeah wow so uh hashtag haters yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and the worst part is because they're the gatekeepers because they're the one that's booking the clubs or booking the festivals you can't get around it you yeah know? Like, it's just it's like you either accept that this is the level you're gonna be at forever, or you have to move. And I just that's, felt that that clicky shit's stupid though. Yeah, because that sounds like that. I mean, that's the reason we lose a lot of people. Case in point. Yeah. In Canada, because someone has an ego and does something like that, it's gonna affect other people. Oh, totally. Yeah. And this is why you left, and this is why we're losing talent to the states. Yeah. This is literally what just happened. Yeah. They also and, don't and realize ha- that 
by doing that, they're hurting themselves and they're just simply not expanding our talent as Canadians yeah. to the world. Instead, they're causing us to split off and it's more or less like, well, they're just Canadians that live in the States now, so exactly. might as well be an American. Yeah, and they don't get that. Yeah, exactly. They don't realize that they're hurting themselves because I've seen uh, people who book... Uh, uh, not necessarily people who are funny, mm. but people because, oh, well, they're my style of humor or they're the it thing of this year. Mm. And then they book them and then all of a sudden they start delegating their bookings to their friends yeah. and their friends start booking their friends, you know? So mm. in the end, like I like I remember I, a couple of years ago, I didn't get a festival. I, I, I've never done Just for Laughs. Like of all the years I've been doing, never, never been booked. That that look that I kills give you right now. That's the face I get all the time when people are just like, "Well, you're, you're from Montreal." Like, yeah, like people in LA must think that's crazy that you're from Montreal. You're a comedian in Montreal. You know your shit. Yeah. They see you. They know you're talented. Yeah, and it's like, did you do just JFL? And they're like, "You're like, no." They're just like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, yeah but yeah, that doesn't make any kind of sense. No, exactly. But for the longest time, the festival that will not be named <laughs> was just they just weren't booking local acts. You know, they were just uh. booking. The same people who have been doing Just for Laughs for like, you know, like just their 13th, 14th, 18th Just yeah. for Laughs. And yeah. then there's some people who are in my position. We've done it once. Some of us once, twice, most of us zero, you know. So it was kind of like, why aren't you giving chances to other people? Yeah. You know? You know? And then I think, but someone who I think the person even admitted that they didn't do comedy for a year. They're mostly doing sketch and they got Just for Laughs. And I'm like, I tour. I headline. I gotta. I travel all over, and I don't get it. But the person who hasn't done comedy in a year or two yeah. got it because they were friends of the Booker. I was like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah, but you that. I don't yeah. tell you that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yo, that's messed up. That, yeah. that's, that's messed up. But it's all too similar to the music world, so I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once again, I, I reference Bobby Lee for from Tiger Belly because that's the podcast I listen to where, like, he he has no filter so yeah. he just talks about his whole life and he's never done just for laughs yeah and he explains it's just like they've he's like they've never invited me no. <laughs> and, and then he's he had like a whole bunch of guests on his show and they've all been like oh yeah i've done it six i've done it five times i've done it this many times mm. and they're all just like and it makes me think like why do we invite the same people back year after year yeah. for just for laughs yeah. just for laughs was originally supposed to be about introducing new talent right exactly like yeah. tim allen got his break because of just for laughs drew carey got his break from yeah. just for laughs like there those are like clear stories where people talk about how their entire career comes down to the fact that they went to just for laughs got their big break yeah and went on to do tv Bigger, and all things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but again like the names back then, you mentioned though, yeah exactly back in the 90s i was gonna say was yes big, yes yeah that's but, a key but now in this age like there's people i know who got just for laughs and whoop. <laughs> sorry for the people broke a good thing it has a case on it though. I know right? <laughs> otter case gotta yeah. protect that ish but but I worked with comics who oh, so, there okay. it goes again <laughs> now for the count too much eggnog for that Samsung <laughs> but I, I worked with comics who did get uh, festival credits and they were doing the exact same show that I was doing uh, a month or two a week later and I'm just like so does getting the festival mean anything anymore no really because I've known a lot of comics who got it yeah but nothing ever came out of it because either they didn't use it to the advantage or maybe just doesn't mean what people think it means anymore it's nice to have but it's not it's not the great it's not it's not the alpha and omega anymore yeah now yeah, it's yeah. just like oh i did just last okay cool all right we'll see so you at the open mic on monday yeah okay cool that's it and then 
I was gonna <laughs> say, <mean> anything. <laughs> like, like the music industry, like Skinny not, was saying, yeah, has like you know MySpace for the music industry was that thing where mm-hmm. a lot of people now I have a venue that just put my music and then it evolved into other things. Yeah. Has the internet and social media done that? Like Vine, from what I understand, yeah. helped so many comedians. Oh my gosh, yeah. It, like, like what is that? What worked for you guys as comedians? Like, I mean, not just for you, but had what was the main thing that helped launch comedians and move them away from needing things like just for laughs? Uh, I would say for the most part, social media plays a huge factor now. What not even not even just for comics. I've seen social media work for people who aren't comedians mm. who got booked for just for laughs. Oh. So people who are doing like comedy sketches oh, or okay, yeah, yeah. or they just have weird YouTube videos. Yeah. Suddenly we're getting just for laughs because it's like, oh, this person who who who, who is I saw this one guy, this guy he's like a German guy, and uh uh there's one girl, uh she sings a lot um in her YouTube videos, and there's one guy, he's a German guy, and his video was he was at this party and he's like he's like, Oh, I don't understand. Like she said that this guy's a potty pooper. He's like, Who goes to a potty and poops? But he didn't get <laughs> okay. didn't, it's like one of those things lost yeah, in translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see this guy just for laughs. And I was just like, I'm like, I know for a fact this guy's not a comic. Yeah. But because, hey, you got two million followers, you got three million followers, well, we're gonna book you for just for laughs, or we're gonna book you for this festival or that festival or that TV appearance. Because the way the industry is now in general is it's not how talented you are it's, it's how many followers you have yo that's you know what's messed up about that how how much that's like the music industry and the DJs yeah. remember when the D, like nowadays all the DJs I know have told me if you're DJing a club it's not whether or not you're a good DJ it's how many people you can bring yeah. on your oh, yeah. DJ night now oh yeah totally that what's and that's that seems weird to me so is it comedy music all of it the whole industry is now not about Talent. if you're good yeah it's about who you can bring. Talent, it, it, it's it's the reverse. Before, the main thing was if you're talented but you could bring people, okay, you're good. But yeah. now, it's reversed now where it's like, okay, you could bring people. That's the most important part. If you're talented, that's <laughs> eh, okay. But as long as you could draw. Because now, it's all about if you could draw people, you make money. Yeah. That's all it's about now. Who cares oh, if you're talented, if man. you're good, if you're not? Like I went, I went to a, a Just for Laughs conference uh, a couple of years ago, and there's a bunch of comics on stage, and she, and one of the comics, Gina Yashire, was talking about how uh, some comedy clubs were just based on like, hey, we'll book you to headline, but let's see how many followers you have, and they were booking headliners oh, based on, on, hey, the more followers you have, the more likely you are to be booked because if you're gonna be booked at uh, the comedy works next weekend. Yeah. But you got two million followers. There's a good highly ch- there's a good probability that twenty yeah. percent of those followers or ten percent of those followers might be Montrealers. Yeah. So you send out a blast, a tweet, or whatever, and mm-hmm. then it's gonna you're gonna draw people. That's all that's what it's all about now. Does the cream rise to the top though? You're a comedian, you're at the club, you see people performing. Does it like I mean, those people can't bring you can fill up the club, but yeah. if you don't have the jokes Exactly and yeah. then you come on stage and you kill Yeah. Like, are are people seeing it though? Like, do people, you notice people will see it? They'll 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 cl- they'll clearly see it. Like, a person who has a good eye will know. Like, I've done shows where I've gone on stage and people are just like, "We could tell you're the best comic because of how you are, how you present yourself on stage versus the other comics." Mm. And I take that as as pride because I'm like, yeah, it shows professionalism, you know. Um, the audience will probably see okay like if if i was on stage and then the headliner was some new guy but he had a funny joke or a funny video mm. people will be like okay you are clearly the funniest 
uh, they'll recognize that. The club probably won't care mm. because, hey, we sold out this weekend. Yeah. So they you don't know? care who was funny. Yeah. They're just oh, like, we man. made money. That's what it's about these days. Damn. It's all about how much money can you make. Okay. You know? The club will be like, yeah, you were... The club might... They may not say it, but yeah. they'll be like, Andrew or another comic was clearly the best one. Yeah. But the headliner brought in 100 people per show. Yeah. We made 225,000, 30,000 sure. this weekend. Drinks, yeah. All right, good. We don't care. We made our money. You know? Damn. That's how it is now. <laughs> and then, so how are you like how are you diversifying then like what's the because i mean for example me when i started doing radio same time we were see sky started doing radio yeah. and then i just kept doing it got to concordia did management did all that stuff yeah. and same thing as you though i reached a level where i plateaued and i was just like well i don't want to stay in college radio but i don't want to work in professional radio because yeah. also at the time when i wanted to leave i didn't want to work in commercial radio because music was all the same mm-hmm. uh and then uh at the same time i was and at the same time the one place that i thought would be cool to work cbc had just started laying off on mass oh yeah totally yeah so it was pretty well, bad what are they not laying off yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, so then I was just like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to go do something else. And I ended up working in a hospital for a while. Yeah. But then I kept doing the radio thing on the side. And then now we started Franklin Armstrong, yeah. uh, and uh, which uh, is a, what, like a, is it a sequel to Popular Black Men uh, of Montreal? I fucking that, black guys. When we remember the yeah. group we used to have on Facebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Popular Black Men of Montreal. Oh, West Island Chapter. Yeah. 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 Totally oh the sequel. Totally the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, we oh used to have gosh. a group on Facebook, and it was just like Andrew, Skinny, me. Uh, was Toby in it? Toby. Toby. Uh, uh, There's like a few gosh. other people. Toby's from there. Uh, what was it? Karsten. Car- yes. Yeah. Karsten was in it. Yeah, yeah, we were just being silly. Uh, black men. But then, yeah, that's what Frank, Frank Armstrong was more like kind of off of that idea of just like, well, we're black geeks and I don't really feel like black geeks have the same voice. So let's yeah. make a voice for the black geeks. Yeah. And, and so that's my diversifying was like, let's just start doing this on the outside. Yeah. Like it was fun doing it in the radio, but now, you know, the fact that we can come to Skinny's place, pop some mics down and talk to you is yeah. how I diversify. Yeah. And then, so your diversification is you're doing stand up, but you're also doing acting. Yeah. So like, what's that? transition process like what's that like like how does that even go uh and because la the stories you know what i'm still trying like my (laughs) i'm still trying to break into la okay like i have an agent there and um hopefully when i go back because january to april is pilot season so i'm Hmm. I'm hoping that fingers crossed when i get there it'll be like a lot better i'll be going to like better auditions and getting better opportunities or at least uh, auditions to get better opportunities um, but in terms of me, I I've barely tasted it yet. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm kind of hoping that this year will be like because I just got my acting visa a couple months ago, so oh, it hasn't okay, really okay. been. I got it in May, but I haven't really. It hasn't really been tested yet. Yeah, you know, like in terms of auditions, I like I got a couple. Yeah, because you got it right after the pilot season, like you were saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. So okay. at that point, it was kind of useless to have it, but it was it's still good to have. Um, but yeah, I haven't really got to really test the waters yet with the visa. So I'm, I'm hoping in the next couple months or weeks we'll be like, okay, like I have my visa. I'm going out to auditions or like legit auditions. I'm like, okay, it's being put to good use. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen, I mean, working with some of these other people though, have you heard stories? Like have people already given you the horror stories so that you know what to avoid when you do start going into these auditions? Um, no, actually, oh, I haven't. Beautiful. Because <laughs> I've, I've known, I know maybe when I first got there, I know maybe three people and 
I now I know maybe five like I could rely on you know like, yeah 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 uh but. Some people, most people I know, there were. I know a buddy of mine, a guy named uh, Rishi. He just did. Uh, Rishi, shout Rishi. To Rishi. He was yeah. just here, actually. Yeah, he's actually still here. Actually, he's still here. Okay. Yeah, he's still in town, and he just did a. He just had a role on Lethal Weapon. Oh, dope! Wow. Yeah. So it's funny because Rishi. <laughs> the funny thing of Rishi was Rishi was the last person in my high school because we. I, I've known Rishi since '94 because okay. we went to elementary together. Okay. And Rishi was the last person you'd expect to be an actor, which oh, I find yeah? is hilarious because, like, when you see. Like you know, you know when you're in high school, you're like, okay, person most likely to do this, likely yeah, to do that. Yeah. Rishi was, I would never suspect <laughs> Rishi, and re, and like there's one girl, she was like an, she was an actress. I, I don't know if I don't even know if she's last I know she's in Toronto, and uh, she was the one that everybody thought was like, yeah, she's gonna be like the big star, thing she gets yeah. out there. Yeah, she's gonna be a star. I haven't heard from her in a long time. I don't know what she's <laughs> doing. Quiet. But Rishi's like tearing it up. Rishi's like, yo, I was on. Good girl, or I don't know what's that show. Good girl, or whatever, or yeah. something. And then he's on Lethal Weapon, and I was like, dude, like you're the last person I thought would have been doing all this stuff. That's but, dope. So I, I, I find it hilarious, and I give mad props to him. But, um, he, but he's the only actor I know that I personally know that's actually like, yeah, going out on auditioning, you know. But, um, but yeah, in terms of the acting world, it's still a new, it's still a new beast to me. Like, I haven't okay. really tested it yet. But I'm hoping that one day it's gonna be like. Whoa! This is crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that yeah, yeah. carry thing where you write yourself a check and you're just like, ah, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you should do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, yeah. Uh, for, for me, put if I'm, put I'm writing a check, it's to pay rent next. Yeah, month. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how I'm gonna pay for this? I don't know. Let's figure it out. <laughs> we were talking about collecting before, and you were saying how <laughs> I was telling you how I bought myself the Devastator, and then I realized I couldn't afford my bus pass that month. Yeah. And you're like, how? How does that make sense, man? <laughs> it doesn't, homie. No, that's it never <laughs> does. It never does. <laughs> but yeah, LA. You know, that's another thing. LA is crazy expensive, right? Like, yeah, super how do you live? Expensive. Like, yeah, legit. Okay, and your place you your place doesn't look like a box. So like you look like you're doing all right. So how do you live? How is how did you how you doing it? Yeah, how, how are you doing it? I have no idea. <laughs> Man, it's a lot of I like I saved up like when I I finished university at 27 and that I purposely stayed home cuz I knew That's the trick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and I, and you know what people made fun of me They're like, "Ah, you still have a home." I was like, "Yeah, we'll see who's laughing." Exactly, we'll exactly, exactly, laughing, exactly, you know? exactly. It was the stupidest decision I've ever made. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And every and, and you know what the, the people like the young people were just like, "Ah, you live at home." No, no, no. The people who actually worked and actually like paid bills were just like stay at home yep. as long as you, you can. can. Yeah. That, you know, my, and, and my for older me, sister said the same thing to yeah. me before. Yeah, I've been yeah. broke 3 years, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Have money now. <laughs> so, like, I knew, like, when I finished, I I gave myself. I remember it was like January. It was like January to let's see, 2011, and I had like four months left of my university. And I said, if by the age of 30, I haven't gotten the career that I want, yeah, I'm moving out of Canada. Oh damn! Okay. So, uh, I so I knew. So I started to, as soon as I paid off my last semester, I started saving right away. I was like, I'm gonna, because I knew a visa was expensive. I didn't yeah. know how crazy expensive it was, but I saved up, and I, that's all I did. Like I did as soon as I finished, I was still working part time at Starbucks on sources, and um, doing shows, and I I literally banked as much money as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Because, that's the smartest way to do it. Yeah. And otherwise, there's no because you know a lot of people. A lot of people I know that went to the states moved back within six months, yeah. or from back within two months, because they, for some, I don't know why, but people thought 
moving to LA things are just gonna work out yeah equals yeah. career yeah. I know yeah, exactly yeah, 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 yeah. and I'm like I'm like that's not how life works bro <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you can't you can't pay your rent on hopes and dreams <laughs> like you can't it's like oh my gosh you can yeah. <laughs> dude the road roads are paved in gold what do you mean I can't yeah. just what do you mean I can't that's this? how I pay my bills I chip <laughs> off a piece of the road and I pay Mr. <laughs> I just write hope on a piece of paper and I give it to the guy <laughs> There you go. Here's 323. Here's the one IOU of hope. Oh, sure. But yeah, I, I knew one guy, like, he was a comic, and he moved to LA, and he blew a lot of money. Oh, damn. And he was back in Montreal within months. Oh, he damn. was not even a year. I think he was there within months. But because people thought that you could just move there, and even to this day, like, people thought... Like, oh, uh, you live in L.A.? I was like, yeah, you know, time is tough, but you're only know, like, trying to do, uh, trying to hustle. And people are like, well, can't you just get a job at it? Like, yeah, because you could just walk into another country and just demand a job. I speak French, kind of. Yeah. I love yeah. I love the ignorance. The ignorance is massive, dude. Just like, get a job. What, you're like explaining to people, I'm Canadian. I need a visa to do that, yeah. let alone like the legalities of getting one and how hard and getting sponsorships. Yeah. Let alone, you moved to over there to do what your dreams what are you gonna get another yeah, job yeah, for exactly yeah. And, and it gets caught and then now you're working nine to five to ten years in la and you're yeah. not doing no exactly yeah, yeah. but people people utter the, the ignorance level dude that you have no idea how much bs i've had to put up with people just they're, like they're offering advice and like i knew one person they're like i'm like i told mike listen like i don't have that much money left yeah but i'm trying to do the best i can to stretch it out or whatever and then they're like they're like oh no you could just stay in la i'm like yeah, but I I can't if I don't have I money. And like, and like, yeah, but you'll find a way. I'm like, no, it's not how. Like, yeah, but Andrew, if you really want to stay, like, you'll stay. I was like, oh, I'm yo. like, no, but you can't pay for shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On again, like, here's a here's a note for uh, IOU for hope for these groceries. Like, no. <laughs> At that point, I'm just like, listen. So you want to send me some money? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. How much you want to send me? How exactly. Much, you know, you're like you in the me? grocery store. You're just like, I just need a little bit of hope. Here, here's some hope. <laughs> some hope. I'll get uh, a dozen eggs for one hope, yeah. and uh, a, st- a, st- a steak is twenty four hopes. I ain't got twenty four hopes. Yeah, Anyways. right here. But but people, and 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 it's also the fact that when you like when you have money versus when you don't have like say for example take out LA and just keep it here for example if you have a thousand dollars you and that's all you have yeah you can't take that you can't go out on a Friday night no blowing money on drinks and and buying food because all you have is a thousand dollars rent public transit yeah Yeah, exactly those things you have to factor in but for some reason people think that you should be able to sustain the same lifestyle if you have money when you don't have money yeah. and like like I tell people like yeah in LA like I don't really go out much I don't drink because it's, it's expensive and like oh but you're losing weight I was like yeah I know because I'm just not you know the days of being downtown in Montreal like having grabbing a poutine at 5am or yeah. 3am like you can't do that in LA because yeah. it's expensive to do that yeah yeah but uh, you really should you should be going out and I'm like it costs money and I don't have money but but people think that you should be able to sustain like that's why people who who go to LA come back within months. Yeah, because they They're sustain still doing the that same, same lifestyle, lifestyle here. Exactly. Yeah, right. and I'm like, you can't do that. You gotta pull back. You gotta, you know, if you're making eighty thousand dollars a year and all of a sudden you don't have a job for two years, you can't sustain the lifestyle yeah. of having eighty thousand. You can't go and be like, oh, I'm gonna go have drinks at Cuda Cheval and do this and yeah. do that. If you're broke, you just can't. <laughs> yeah. You know. But I've seen people who move and they and they come back, and I'm like, well. 
what sacrifices did you make? Did you change your spending Nothing. lifestyle? Did you do this? I'm like, I'm like, and luckily enough, in I L- flew first class to get back here. Exactly. <laughs> Gotta show people I ain't Gotta, playing. Gotta represent. <laughs> did you learn nothing? No. I'm nah, going back in two exactly. months to do it all again. Exactly. I gotta represent my broken dreams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, there, there are compromises you, and I think that's one of the things that people don't get. People, people think you get to you live your dreams but they don't talk about the sacrifices yeah. you have to make nobody talks about that people yeah. just think that you show up to LA like I had people tell me oh just why can't you just go to this agency just <laughs> wait in the lobby <laughs> until you spoke CCA. to the president yeah <laughs> or CAA yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah I had people to be like yeah won't you just go there and wait until you <laughs> and demand to speak to an agent I was like are you fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> It's a little thing called security, <laughs> dumbass. Like, oh, oh man! And they've been like, like, I'm happy these people are not your life coach. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like one person's just like, oh, why? Just show up. Just go on Ellen. I'm like, oh yeah, because, because Ellen's just waiting for my phone call to be like, oh. he's been here a year. Why he hasn't he called me yet, dude? I'm so there with you on the frustration level. I can see it because. I've been like that with music. People are like, well, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just like, you know, make videos of you making beats and this and this? And you're like, because nobody does that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And what you're saying, you're not actually thinking because you're just, your knowledge of the, the industry, industry yeah. is so minute and small. Exactly. You just think that, oh, if I just walk on Ellen, Ellen will right away accept me. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be able to tell my jokes and I'll be good, good old time. But in actuality, I'm a black man in LA. Yeah. They will cuff me. Yeah. <laughs> you just show up to Ellen Show and you walk, walk on the lot and you're out. Like, there's no just way. act like you're supposed to be there. No, that's not how that works when you're a black man anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you're thousands of miles away from home and you're missing your family. So, like, I imagine you're getting frustrated and like possibly lashing out on folks that are just like, well, just go do this. And yeah. Do this. Oh, oh man. But I got, yeah. I mean, that, you, he mentioned it and you mentioned it too. The yeah. reason you're here this year for Christmas is you, you're like, you were last year by yourself oh, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done it, dude. I remember one year I was by myself Christmas yeah. watching Home Alone eating craft dinner out of a pot. That's with, messed up. With my house coat and my new slippers. That ain't right. Because no one, my family, like everyone had to travel. Like my mom took my aunt somewhere and my sister was somewhere and my dad was somewhere. Yeah. So I was just there alone. And I remember being the saddest I've ever been. Yeah. yeah. So when I saw your post, I totally 100% understood. Yeah. Um, it's the worst. I hate yeah. Any other time of the year? And LA okay. too. Yeah. Like, What's LA like at Christmas when you're it's a by ghost yourself? Town. Yeah, it's a ghost because nobody, no nobody's from LA. From LA. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. just take off, so oh, the shit. streets are clear, oh, the highways crazy. are empty. Like it is Ooh, a ghost town. That's kind of yeah. that's kind of cool though. Yeah. It, it is kind of cool, but like it, it's 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 a little bit weird because I remember like the get like the get around LA first of all is just a nightmare because. Something because LA is 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 um, there's so many cars on the street and there's so yeah. many traffic lights and stop signs is that to get anywhere in LA because something is close doesn't mean it's easy to get to yeah, yeah you yeah. know like you could like from from my house to get here is like what 20 minutes and I'm I'm traveling maybe what six kilometers or maybe a little bit between six and ten kilometers yeah uh, where I live in LA it's ten miles to Santa Monica okay ten miles which is like 16 kilometers yeah. It takes an hour to get there. What? An hour. An <laughs> what? hour, guy. <laughs> it's just because there's so many cars. Because it, yeah, there's so many cars. You gotta drive. I gotta drive through LA to get to the highway, then drive across the highway to get to Santa, to Santa Monica. Santa, no, Santa Monica. Yeah. But be, it's close. It's close. 
But it's just it takes a long time to get there. But there's no like. <laughs> I'm like wondering if walking would just be. <laughs> I'm speaking ignorantly. Like, what's the back road situation like? Like, are there short like how? No, it's nothing. Not, <laughs> it, you know what? Uh, it's kind of like how would you say? It's uh, I don't even know. It like you know um uh, like in how, comparison to here. Because you drive here, so like... Yeah, so I, I would say there's definitely more traffic lights. There's a lot more streets and a lot more traffic lights. So, like, if you're going down... Sor- like, between the... On, okay, say, for example, sources between the 20 and the 40. Yeah. There's maybe, what? They have one traffic light, two traffic lights, three, three four... I'd say five traffic lights between mm. the 20 and 40. Yeah. In LA, there's probably at least, like, eight or nine or yeah, ten. Oh because there's so many streets in between, so it's like... You get two lights ahead, and you gotta stop it. And you gotta get, get, and you go up three lights, and then you gotta stop. And then there's a stop Jeez. sign, and then so, and on top of that, then there's all these cars that are with you as well. Yeah. And everybody's so gonna be it, driving. Yeah, it, exactly. It takes forever to get anywhere, and it's like it'll be close by, but it, it just takes a long time, you know. Like, but that's just how it is, and it's it's frustrating. I, I've always heard people talking about how bad the traffic is in L.A. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, you were talking about how people don't take buses. I took the bus the one time I was in L.A. Yeah. I was at the Santa Monica. I went to the airport because I was on my way to Australia. Yeah. Landed in Australia, had like a five or six hour layover, mm. took a bus to the Santa Monica Pier. Yeah. Hung out at the Santa Monica Pier and then took the bus back to the Santa, to the airport. Yeah. And I just remember looking at the roads and just being like, it's not that bad. <laughs> the traffic doesn't seem that bad, but then from I was on a bus in for one day, yeah. two trips. So I'm guessing I ain't see shit. Yeah, like, you, you probably got there like on a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something stupid. <laughs> it was like the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Is traffic like all the time? Uh, not all the time, but for the most part, it's uh, if you like on the four or five is. Sometimes if you catch a four or five, it's smooth sailing, and other times it's red lights and. For uh, for miles and miles and and their highway system is like Toronto. It's like it's like yeah. six lanes, eight lanes oh, in yeah. one direction, eight lanes in another direction, and there's still a lot of cars. Yeah, I I feel like the city is just the city is built up with. I feel like the city is built with with a sustain a population of two million, but it has eight million people. Yeah, so it's like. Yeah. It, the city's too small for the amount of people. And the are. state itself has the same population as Canada. They say. Yeah, yeah. California is about thirty million, and, and yeah, Canada's all of California, like yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can only imagine how many people live in LA. Yeah, you know, and it's it's uh, if you're lucky, I'm I'm close to the 101. So, um, so for me, and like a lot of my shows are within the city, so it's like it's only 15 minutes to get there. So I'm not really on the highway a lot. I'm not yeah. really traveling a lot. So it's not that bad. But sometimes uh, I got like one time I had to do a show out in Redlands, and it's about an hour away. Yeah. Uh, I I punched it in, in Google, and Google's like, "Oh, you want to get there for nine? You better leave at six <laughs> fifteen." <laughs> and, and I was supposed to get there for eight thirty. I got there at nine oh five. Whoa! So it took me almost three hours to get there. I left the show at midnight. I got back home at one a.m. Smooth sailing all the way back. But, that's crazy. Yeah. All it's, right. It's I'm, I'm, that many cars. I'm gonna dig into this. What's the women's situation like? <laughs> ah, like, brutal. I mean, bro. mind you, I mind you, <laughs> if you're not going out much, that's also goes, yeah. coincides with I can't afford no girlfriend, which which hey, is hey, exactly. I'm it. with that. All you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the girl situation. You know what? Like to go out in LA to the clubs. Oh, forget God. it. I don't, yeah, I, was I don't say. have the money for that. So. <laughs> oh man. Tinder and, she- and Bumble are my best friends, and. Uh, ju- ju- just the, the dating app situation there is 
it's I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Oh my gosh. Because like it'll match with people and a lot of times like they'll match with you, but like I don't know if the girls don't realize on Bumble is that the girl has to say hi first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard about that, yeah. That, that That's just the way the app is. You yeah. know, if the girls didn't say hi, then we are matching 24 hours and, you know. So maybe the girls are just like, well, he better say hi because that's what but a do, gentleman should do. I'm like, yeah, but the app that's is what not the, the app, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I find, like, I'll match with people and then 24 hours later, we end up unmatching. And I'm like, uh, if you're worth it, are you worth the daily extent? I was like, mm-hmm. all right, but you got a cute eye if I daily extend. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know they had that. Yeah, yeah so you can punch it again for another 24 hours. But a lot of times I'll match with a girl and I'm like, I'll be like, to have a conversation with them, it's, yeah. just, it's like pulling teeth. Oh, forget yeah. it. Yeah, because it's one word answers. No matter yeah. what. So you're like, hey, hey. Yeah. So what are you into? Stuff. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you know? Or or I'll match with a girl and be, or you or you get the type of situation where it's like you match with a girl and uh, you're talking a lot. I'm like, oh, this girl's really cool. And then they just ghost. Oh. Just disappear. Oh. Gone. You know? But you know what? I from what I understand, I would say that that's better than the other stories I'm hearing. Yeah. Where there's a lot like there's a lot of guys and girls who go on dates. Uh, for uh, in the social media apps, and they get to these dates, and they're just like, "Hmm, yeah." So you paid for supper; it was great, it was fun. I will uh, give you a call, and then they just ghost. Like they get the free meal. Oh and yeah, wow. they go for the meal. And, and yeah. yeah, they just go for the meal. Yeah, and that's that. supposedly it's like notoriously bad out there. Like, wow, guys and girls are really bad at doing this. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, dating apps already uh, seem like a like in the short time that I was in the on the dating app thing. Mm-hmm. I met and it, I got lucky because everyone always tells me they're just like word. Mm-hmm. I was on Tinder and I matched with like maybe three or four girls yeah. and I got dates with all of them. Oh, nice. Went out with all of them, had a good time with each and every one. Yeah. And then either I would ghost yeah. or I, <laughs> yeah. So, so like, there's one, there's one girl that I totally ghosted because yeah. I was being I was being nice. Like yeah. she oh, she man. was chill. We had a good time. Yeah. But like we were supposed to hang out at like let's say eight o'clock. And she didn't call me, yeah. and I was like dressed and ready to go. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So nine o'clock comes around, still nothing. Yeah. Nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yeah. Ten thirty, she calls me. Oh, I was at a family event, and it was, and, and they roped me into driving everyone home, and like gave me this long, long excuse, and I was yeah. just like sitting there, like, okay. And she's just like, can I come and pick you up now? And I was just like. Yeah, okay, let's just see. Yeah, yeah. So she picks me up. We She took me to Mont Royal. We hung out at the lookout. We went for a bite to eat afterwards. And I just ghosted because I was just like, nah, <laughs> I ain't going to respect that story about driving family. Nah. You tell me you couldn't call once yeah, exactly. just to be like, I'm hey, going to be late. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that, I'm just... Yeah, and I've I've seen people even growing up at, at during like the Abbott times. Like I remember so many times that I was at Abbott and meeting girls, and they're just like, like oh yeah, for sure, let's hang out like oh, Tuesday God. night at seven o'clock, and at six fifty nine. Oh, I'm sick. I <laughs> yeah. was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, but least, <laughs> thing is, at least back then they would even have the decency to take the thirty seconds to make up with some bullshit excuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, I gotta do my hair, and it's like seven oh one. Yeah, exactly. What do you, mean you gotta do? Exactly. You were supposed to meet me forty five seconds ago. How are you only messaging me now yeah. about your hair? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember talking to people or girls rather in bars and they weren't looking like this and their phone looking at you like why are yeah. you talking to me? Yeah. Like back yeah. then they'd be like hi yeah that. and if they weren't down they just walk. I away. mean I've yeah. always said the dating game before all this social media stuff was f- like I I shine in actual conversation. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. you're dying. I now. mean we all all three of us are yeah. the type of people that like if we actually talk to people, yeah. we're, one of them, we're done. 
I mean, that time that we went out, when we went to Blizzards, and, like, I took these guys <laughs> to Blizzards, every and we're, two seconds, every two right. seconds I was just talking to somebody. Yeah. And I had a girlfriend. It's not even that I was trying to hook up with the girl. I just like talking to people. Yeah. So I'd be like, oh, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, yeah, I met you last time. I'm just like, yeah, that was fun. And I run over, and they're just like, yo, who's that girl? I'm just like, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I have never met her before. Yeah. Brian, who's that girl? Oh, uh, she's friends with that girl yeah. who was dancing with that guy who wanted to punch me because he thought I was hitting on that girl. I don't know anybody here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just running around. It's great. Yeah. The, like dating apps is because it levels the playing field. True. Yeah. That's the only reason. Because there, there's girls I've spoken to on 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 dating apps. Where I'm like, there's if we met in person, there's no <laughs> way. No way you would give me the time of day. You're not even looking at my direction. Exactly. Yeah. You were like avoiding. It's like that. It's like blurred vision on my face. <laughs> You're just looking everywhere around it. But not at me. So like so when I matched with a girl on, on, on these apps and I'm like, oh hey, what's up? I was like, there's no way this girl would have spoken to me. In yeah. No way. It's a great That's equalizer. Because it is an equalizer. Yeah, because you're just like, listen, we're both on the app. Don't exactly. pretend that yeah. you're yeah, you're don't not pretend a- you're better than me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't we didn't we both came to the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the, the, it it has its pros, it has its cons, but in LA, it's just like apparently ghosting is just a regular thing that yeah, happens yeah. there. So it's come to the point now where like I don't even care anymore. Like I don't want to be on this thing. But it's like it's it's it, now it's more of a of a finger like thumb swiping <laughs> yeah, game yeah, yeah. more than a dating app. I'm yeah. just like I'm bored. Nah 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 yeah. nah nah nah. I'm like oh I spoke to someone. But even like, the girls I match with, I'm just like I don't want to talk. Like I'm like you're cool to talk to, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just like but there's nothing interesting. To like yeah. to make me wanna like but, or I mean you could also use it to just make friends with people. Oh yeah, I've made a lot of friends. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Like when I travel on the road, uh like when I was in Vancouver, Edmonton, like I, I yeah, I'm I I'm people say, Oh well Tinder and Bumble it's a it's a hookup app. I'm like, it's an app what you want it to be. If you always want to make mm. friends with people, it's a great app for that. If yeah. you just wanna hook up, then it's good for that. If you always want to be friends, it's good for that. Mm. And there's people in Vancouver, uh Edmonton, Calgary well, of girls who I, I've met and I'm still in touch with to this day because I'm like, hey, listen, we like each other, but not in the relationship aspect yeah. or not in the hookup aspect, but you're still cool enough to talk to. Yeah. So let's just talk. And, and yeah, there's girls I'm, I'm still friends with today because of because of Tinder Bumble because I'm like, hey, listen, if if this isn't gonna work, if this is gonna work out, <laughs> then then let's let's, let's shake hands and, and still be cool with each other. And and to this day we still are. So perfect. So. Yeah, man. Some good arm candy will get you a long way when you go out because then other girls <laughs> yeah. be like, "Well, who's that? And why is she?" And it, yeah, it works. No, oh, it yeah. works against me. Oh, really? What? No, it works against me. Interesting. No. Yes, yeah. people think being a comic, it's it, it's the ultimate. It's the uh, it's the uh, how would you say? It's the it's the ultimate superpower for girls. Yeah. No. It, oh, really? It works against me. Okay, for example, why is that? Um, yeah, tell us, tell us. Uh, people say like, "Oh, you're a comedian. Girls like funny guys." Yeah. But no, I've had been in situations where girls were intimidated by me oh. because I'm a comic, because I'm on stage, because people know me. Because they're afraid you might use them in one of your bits or something? Yeah. Uh, sometimes, oh. Oh, but okay. it's mostly, I guess it's that, from what I'm told, it's that stardom, like, oh, you're a celebrity. I was like, I'm like, no, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, people know me, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like a Tom Cruise yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything. Like, yeah, people just know me, but they'll use my like celebrity status quote-unquote against me like well well why would you talk to me wow oh, crazy I, I actually had <laughs> I actually had a girl in my bed okay I have my comedy poster on my wall <laughs> 
we were that's, make- all, that's awesome, by the yeah, way. Which is cool, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I worked hard for this show. I have a poster of this thing. Yeah. And it's framed and everything. I actually had a girl making out with me in my bed and stopped me and said, but you're Andrew Searles. You're you're the guy. Uh, but who am I? Why would you talk to me? And not, I'm like. Get and, yourself and, out them panties, girls. So <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that is such an interesting, that's, yeah. that, that like, and I mean, it's kind of crazy because my buddy and I have talked about this interacting, and this is on both ends, male, female, with however you identify. Yeah. That self confidence—that's what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah. That self, and I think one of the things is we're confident. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm not saying I'm the best at what I do, yeah. but when it comes down to it, to do what we do, we're confident. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if you're gonna be a comedian, you're gonna stand up. You could, and like you said, bullet, like the first guy to go up. But you went through all those stages, yeah. and you built up. So as that guy who's done it, you obviously have enough of the confidence to be like, I can do this. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then there, you meet people who aren't as confident mm-hmm. and you start interacting with them and I always found that weird because I'd meet girls and they'd be like oh yeah but you're like a radio host and a DJ and like blah blah and I'd be like yeah and they're just like I mean like I, I just I just work at a hospital and I'm just like yeah but you fine as fuck who yeah, cares exactly, exactly. <laughs> why, do, why do we care yeah. what I do and what you do yeah. you're awesome I'm awesome let's just hang out and see where this goes exactly but yeah, yeah that's, that's it's very interesting that yeah. like self esteem thing of like the value listen y'all if you work at a hospital and you help save lives in any way you're just on if the anything I, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'm not worthy <laughs> you save lives it's like, I, I, I tell jokes yeah like, like my, my girlfriend's <laughs> a nurse and my you know my girlfriend's a nurse and every time I, I think like she comes home I'm like how was your day she's like it was okay you know we helped save you know two or three doing this this and this and I'm thinking oh I put 10 songs in a playlist today yeah. <laughs> that's my job <laughs> I put yeah. I put these 10 songs in a playlist and put them to, to play at a new store somewhere in on in Saskatchewan that's that's what I did <laughs> McDonald's in Saskatchewan has another Bieber song now yeah. because of me yay meanwhile somebody got to take home a family member because yeah. of her yeah so. exactly yeah that's but yeah, so I remember the one time uh, I was at my friend's. Um, it was like their. It was, I think it was their birthday party. It was like it was like 2008, and there was this one girl. She was there, and uh, they all worked in in the adult industry. But uh, this know. one girl came up to me, and she goes, she come walks straight up to me. She goes, "You're Andrew Searles." Puts her hands out. "You're Andrew Searles." I was like, "Yeah." And she goes, "Oh, you're uh, such and such's friend." I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "Oh, I hear you're a comedian." I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "Oh, well, I just want to come over and say hi and introduce oh, myself." Cool. And I thought that was the hottest yes. and sexiest thing I've ever seen a woman do to yeah. this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten years later, I still <laughs> talk about that because she didn't use my profession against me. She took it as. This is what you do. That's amazing. And I want to introduce myself. Yeah. She didn't go like, oh, but you're this. Oh, yeah. you're that. No, I'm not worthy. I'm like, oh, I can't. And anytime a girl does that, mm. to me, I'm immediately turned off. Well, like, yeah. Like yeah. the same way a girl will look at a guy and go, oh, that's disgusting. And her, <laughs> her vagina just goes, <laughs> like it just closes. <laughs> it just closes. Your dick just shrivels up. You're like, <laughs> that's it. Inside. Gone. That's me. That's my. When a girl uses my, her insecurities, I'm like, but you're Andrew, you're a comedian. I don't know if I'm worthy. That's and my vagina shrink. going, <laughs> that's it. Just closes. I'm like, we're done. Came over. Go home. I can't. I can't do that stuff. <laughs> oh shit! Wow, yeah, but dude, it's funny. But yeah, to this, like, even to this day, I like if I'm in a picture, if I'm in a picture with a girl, like for example, okay, for example, if your girlfriend was here, yeah, yeah, and she was next to me, and we're all doing this podcast, yeah, and and there's a picture of us, 
people would see that picture and go, hey, Andrew, who's the girl sitting next to you? I'm like, oh, that's my buddy's girlfriend. Yeah, but how long have you guys been dating for? What? No, that, that's my buddy's girlfriend. Yeah, but you guys are banging, right? I'm like, no, that guy <laughs> next to her, that's her boyfriend. Yeah, but she's how long has been sleeping together? I was like, okay. I, I was at, I have a photo of me and my, a friend of mine named Kim. It was her wedding uh, like six years ago. Oh, damn. I was, there's a picture of me and her. At the wedding. She's in the wedding dress. Wedding dress. <laughs> okay. And I had girls stop talking to me because they thought I got married. I told them, I'm like, so you're telling me within 24 hours, I met a girl, dated, proposed, <laughs> planned a wedding, and got married within 24 hours? And the girl's just like, yeah, but you it's never possible. know. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? We should, maybe we shouldn't talk at all. But was this a, date. Was this? Oh, okay. So this is a girl that like you were dating and she was just like, she got upset because she saw the picture. Uh, we weren't even dating. Okay, it was just, like, just a girl that I I, I figured out I, maybe she had feelings for me. But that's she figured within 24 hours that I, I got engaged and married. And But didn't she? why didn't she just tell you like, hey, I'm into you instead of like seeing a picture of you with a girl in a wedding dress and getting mad vexed? Yeah. That seems ass backwards to me. Because I've been in situations where girls were just like, well, you never approached me. I was like, you never look like yeah, you yeah. never have to be approached. Yeah, yeah, So, uh, yeah, you never look like you want to be approached. So I'm not going to approach a girl who doesn't want to be approached yeah, yeah, yeah. or doesn't want to look like she wants to be approached. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, well, the guy should know. I was like, no, no. no. If I say uh, hi and then shit. you just walk away, how's that supposed to be yeah. like, oh, that she obviously wants me. Like, no, that now I'm a douchebag yeah, for yeah, chasing yeah. a girl yeah, who doesn't want, I'm like, no, that's not going to work. But no, none of that. that time for hard to, hard to get, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 2017, <laughs> no, if you're interested, you say something. That's if I'm interested, I'll say something. Yeah. That's one of the things. My, my old, and I remember I used to always have this conversation with friends. They'd be like, well, how do you talk to people? Because my legit mental rule of thumb is, I didn't know you five minutes before. I ain't gonna know you five minutes later. Yeah. I didn't win or lose anything. Wow. And people are like, and people are just like, that's well, deep. What about your God talk? <laughs> <laughs> but people are just like, what about your pride? I'm just like, why am I prideful about something that doesn't matter? Yeah. I Whoa. didn't know you. I don't know you. This was a moment. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I, I I remember my ex girlfriend and her her sisters visiting from Europe. Cloth talk. We're si- we're hanging out at the Plus Montreal Trust downstairs mm. in the food court. And I, I did something. I made a loud noise and someone turned around. And the sister from Europe goes, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. And I'm like, really? And I stood up on the chair and I yelled, this is even more embarrassing. <laughs> and everyone in the food court turned around and then turned back to what they were doing. And that's it. Yeah. And I sat down. She's just like, why the fuck did you do that? I'm like, <laughs> because in five minutes, they won't even remember me. Yeah. They won't remember. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Unless I'm actually like running around beating people or doing something that ruins a life or that no one cares no one cares about what's going on around you know so yeah that was that that was always my mentality Mm -hmm. that's why i was i was never i mean now there's that whole movement of like don't approach women or men or whoever you're interested on the street don't talk to them because people don't want to be approached it's funny that people say that because i feel like you shouldn't talk for everyone because i have friends who have legit told me i definitely want to be approached yeah more than happy if someone comes and says hi to me yeah. at a bar. That's them. Yeah. Those other people who don't want to be approached are you. And it also depends on how you're doing the approach. Well, yeah, that is also true. Yeah. That's also, the main key. Also has to do with you know a little thing that we wear. You know, fix your face. You know, yeah. You can't be walking around here with a grumpy face on, thinking someone's going to approach you. Like, yeah. Truth. Fix yeah. your face, and yeah. then we'll see. Put a smile yeah. on. But it's I find it's hard to pick up or even just talk to people in yeah. in, in public. Oh, you can't. Because I'm the type of person where something has to happen. For me to talk about what happened to the person, mm. like like 
like a lot of girls would say, oh, well, why can't a guy just approach me in a club and say hi? I'm like, because if I did that, you're going to think I want to sleep with you. Yeah. yeah. But if we were at the club and then some guy walked by and he tripped and he knocked the glass over himself and then she saw she saw it and laughed and I saw it and I laughed and then I could talk to her about what that happened. Moment. Yeah. yeah. And then we could have a conversation True. because now you're not thinking, oh, who's going to approach me next? Now we're talking about a subject that we're... That's a completely one hundred percent agree. Exactly. Got to low key set it up too. But I mean, yeah. but, but what he's saying though is that the natural setup, like that's yeah. always been the best. Like the, one of the one of the best situations I've ever had was I'm standing at a bus stop, uh, DeCary and Sherbrooke, yeah. where they were doing that mural of the kid um, paint across from the KFC. Mm-hmm. They did a mural uh, mural of a kid playing with toys, yeah. and it's like a magical mural. And I'm standing at the corner, and there's a girl standing there, and I'm looking up at it, and they just start they like halfway done. I'm like, yo that's going to be a dope mural when it's finished. And she's like, I know, right? It's really cool. Boom. That conversation turned into us exchanging numbers, us hanging out, us going on dates and all from, like I said, it was, like you said, it was an instance of natural interaction yeah, exactly. as opposed to like, hi, it's just like, Oh, he wants to pee. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to get yeah. in these panties. No, exactly. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying what's up. No, you yeah. said hi. We all know what that means. No, yeah. The like, ultimate in that usually actually worked for me was literally I'd have to go to them and be like, listen, I'm not actually trying to hit on you or anything. <laughs> yeah. I just think you're beautiful. And then walk away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> walk away. <laughs> and then you hear from a distance, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. It's, it's nope. <laughs> conversation mic drop. It's like, you're beautiful, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun in Australia. Yeah. When I was in Australia, I would go, I'd like meet girls and I'd be like, hey, I'm literally never going to see you again. So just so you know, you're gorgeous. And then I just feel like, peace. And I walk off with like, oh, but I was like, no, no, I I know I'm never going to see you again. So I don't even want to try. But but it it works with opposite sex and as well as the same sex. Yeah, yeah. Like there are guys who are like, if a guy just walked to me and said hi, I would have been like, this guy's going to stab me. Like right now. (laughs) It's going to happen. It's going to happen. This is the last phase I'm going to see. But it, again, if it was, if like you said, the mural, if he started talking about the mural, and yeah, said, so right, then it's like now we have a subject in common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what we need. You need <laughs> something like a commonality. <laughs> this guy's about to stab. This dude's about to. Great. That's a joke. Wow. No, I, I guess, and they see, I'm the type of guy who talks to people randomly all the time. So there was a guy standing at a street corner, and he was like, and I just written read an article about how women like men who roll up their cuffs. Yeah, they find it really sexy, manly. Yeah. And this guy was standing at the street corner, legit rolling up his cuffs. And I looked over and I smirked, and the guy looks at me really confused, like, and I'm just like, oh, it's because you're rolling up your cuffs. But I didn't give context. So this, yeah. d- this dude just, and the same thing you said, he just looks at me like, this, this, this random dude is going to like jump me for my cufflings or something. I'm like, yeah. oh no, sorry, man. And then I had to explain the whole thing about yeah. the article. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's just like, oh, cool. And then he walked away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so uh, obviously you're in LA, you're in the States. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of other stuff I wanted to ask you about. Um, but one thing, and it, we, not to be political, but. As a black man living in the states, now, how much does it suck? Yo, uh, you know like, what? What's it like being there in LA too? Because it's one thing when we're here in Canada seeing the news and we're just like, oh damn, it's real messed up over there. Yeah, but hey, now you're you're us. there. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're like, in there. You, were you there before Obama? Yeah, Obama I was, was there. Still president. I was there a month before Trump got elected. Okay, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what was the sense? What, you were there. Yeah. Speak to us, brother. Please tell us what Preach, like. brother. Is it, is it safe to go? <laughs> no, legit. I, I have told people I'm not going to the state till he's out of office. Yeah. I have no time for that. Now. You know what? It, it's because California A is a blue state, and yeah. and B uh, uh, L A is a very liberal town. Mm, mm, yeah. So and it's a very democratic town. So mm. 
there I felt no change. Okay. I didn't feel anything. Uh, in fact, a lot of people in in LA are very anti-Trump. Okay, I can very imagine. anti-Trump. They were like to the point where some I was at a house party. And they were talking about like assassinations. Knock on wood, you might and need to be like, careful with what you're saying. Right yeah, I know, you're right, right. <laughs> hey, hello, yeah. NSA. Yeah. Thank you for tuning yeah. in to this special <laughs> edition of Franklin. Yeah. Uh, no, not, not to say they would. Correction, let me get in contact. You're going to site shut down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, everything's hey. shut down all of a sudden. Okay, black van outside. <laughs> What's this black van doing outside? Uh, <laughs> but but they were ta- they were very worried. But like I like because I, I knew LA was a very liberal town, so I, I wasn't too worried. And even to this day, nothing really mm. dangerous. If I was in Alabama, yeah, right? yeah. Or if I was in like, hey, those guys at least still voted blue there for their that the uh, oh, Doug uh, Jones, yeah, or, yeah. Doug Jones, yeah. So uh, yeah, they're, they're, coming still, yeah, yeah. they're coming back, yeah, coming back. There's twenty five years later, exactly. but yeah. they're, they're cashing in that hope check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, hopes. but uh, yeah, if I was if I was living in a red state, oh my gosh, I yeah. don't want to imagine what 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 what, uh, what went down the election night or even after election night. But LA, I feel safe. Yeah, I feel okay. nothing. So so far so good. But you do hear a lot of people, and a lot of people there are very anti-Trump. So yeah, I'm like, but you okay. were there election night. Oh yeah, I was living there election night. What was that like? That was watching. A car crash oh. in slow motion, and instead of being like, you know, there's some car crashes you watch, you're just like, huh, that was kind of cool. This was the <laughs> exact opposite. This was like, oh no! It, they instead all... of watching it crash across the street, it was like it was crashing and flipping, but it's flipping towards you. Oh. <laughs> and it's kind of like this is cool, but then you're like, oh, no, this is going to affect me in ways yeah. I can't possibly imagine. Hot um, damn. But yeah, it just showed that like, like wow, like what have we done? But you know what? I think the next election, knock on wood, uh, America kind of looks at it. It just kind of goes. What do we do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we we did this before. We did this for ourselves. We need to we need to act smart. Yeah. We need, like it's, it's like you know when when Pauline Marois yeah. got elected in yeah. and, and every English Quebecer was <laughs> like, we are done for. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then when she brought the whole, like the religious symbols yeah. and all that, then people just kind of went like, we got to be smarter than this. Yeah, and right. then we vote her out. I'm hoping that that's going to happen at the next American election where oh, people yeah. are just going to go like, you know what? He's been, he's done this. He's done that. He said this lie. He's done that lie. He wants a while. He's like, you know what? The time of we want someone who's not political. Yeah, we've seen the effects of it, yeah. and now it's like, no, we got to be smarter now. And then maybe the next election, people will be like, okay, you know what? We gotta, we need to vote for someone who's political and knows how to behave like a politician. Yeah, you know? whether we like it or not. And a lot of people are just like, eh, well, this would happen if Hillary was in was in power. I'm like, no way, that yeah, Hillary would have acted the same way or done the same way. And people are like, well, if Hillary was in power, we would we would have been at World War Three by now. I was like, no, like are you crazy, like yo, man. Never. I, I mean, let's say Hillary did get in. Even if you hated Hillary. You can't pretend that Hillary would tweet at the leader of other countries yeah. and insult them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Insult their weight, their height. Dude, that is just... And don't get me... Like, people are just like, oh, you're just hating on Trump because Trump... No, I'm hating on it because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. as human beings... Like, you know who gets away with stuff like that? Comedians. Yeah. Because comedians are supposed to say the stuff that we don't say. Yeah. They're supposed to make the commentary and make the jokes. Yeah. But this dude is saying that shit for real. Exactly. <laughs> and that's yeah. what's crazy. Exactly. Like, someone wants to insult Kim Jong-un, 
Comedians should do it, and it's a joke. Yeah. Not the leader of the free world exactly. as a statement. Yeah, with his finger on the trigger button. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, but it, it, it's it's one of those things where people are like, oh, why are you hating? He's just a president. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm like, no. Because when Bush was in power, I didn't like Bush. Yeah, true. But at least he acted like a president. Yeah, you know? yeah. At least he acted the role. As much you know? as he could. Yeah, yeah. exactly. As much yeah, as he yeah. could. Because there were times where Bush did some silly things, and yeah. we all laughed. Yeah. But I'm like... But for the most part, he still acted with courtesy. Yeah, you know? he yeah, still yeah. did professional. Like, like there's some people you may not, you may not like their policies, but you still respect them. You know. I mean, one of the things that you're saying a lot, you said it at the beginning, you're saying it now, professionalism. Yeah, it really comes down to professionalism. Oh, totally. In all yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. And and this current president this lacks many of that. You <laughs> yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. and people are like, well, you know, you just like him because you you don't like him because you're a Democrat. I'm like, no, it has nothing to do with that. Like. I'll respect any other president, yeah. whether I like his policies or not. But I, I at least have professionalism about yeah, it. But, true. Yeah, You know, but there were times, when, there were times where like my, my bank account and like things were going not too well in the states to the point where I was just kind of like, you know what, Trump, just just launch a nuclear weapon, just <laughs> just launch a like it, just move back to Montreal, and I'll be in my safe haven, and I'll be like, hey, did you did you follow your dreams? I'm like, I couldn't follow my dreams because a nuclear war broke out. <laughs> So it's not my fault. Sorry. It's not my fault I live at home and I'm 43. It's a nuclear war. Come on. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. Oh, man. So you're doing stand-up yeah. constantly, yeah. which is awesome. You have the site. Yeah. Uh, for those, Do you want to give people the site? for those? Sure, who- yeah. Uh, my website is andrewsearls.com, S-E-A-R-L-E-S. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, just... Andrew Searles, S-E-A-R-L-E-S.com. And you're doing shows here in Montreal while you're visiting? Yeah. So I was at the Comedy Nest last week, uh, this, uh, last Thursday to Saturday. I have a show this Thursday at the com- the M Bar downtown, and I'm at the Comedy Works January 11th to the 13th. Oh, wow. Okay, wait, how long are you here for? Yeah. I'm here to the 14th. Oh, no, don't. Yeah, I'm here for a while. Hey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, been, it's yeah. nice to be home, right? Oh, my God. Winter yes. hangs, man. Yeah, yeah. I heard yeah. the first thing you did when you came back was have a poutine. That is true. <laughs> I literally got off the plane and told my friend, I'm like, I want poutine. And we went straight to La Belle Provence. Yeah. I was like, I got my fix. But oh, they don't have poutine over there? Like, not like, like they if do, they do, it's probably mad expensive. Or- it's, I heard of all the Montreal's that I, I know that live out there, none of them talk about poutine. So okay. I'm like, I'm for that, it means that there is no good poutine places. Yeah. Because wow. I heard that uh, the cheese that they use is expensive to import, so okay. they don't drown it. They don't oh, drown the poutine with the cheese. They kind of sprinkle it on. I'm just like, nah. Nah, nah, right? nah, nah, nah. And then like some places are using mozzarella. No, and I'm like, that no, is not a poutine, crazy? you bastards. No, no, like, cheese and fries and gravy. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, no. When you bite into poutine, like that cheese is supposed to squeak against yeah. your teeth. Yes, <laughs> yes. You need that rubber. Yeah. Yo, dude. Sometimes I buy that cheese and I don't even put it for poutines. I just put it in the microwave for four seconds, yeah. just so that when I bite, it squeaks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're just like, yeah, that's the cheese. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I I know there's a uh, Smokies, uh, Smokeries. Uh, okay, the guy the guy who looks like Robert Redford, like his oh face the guy with the glasses. Yeah, and yeah. That, yeah. I know there's one around the block for me, but I oh there's a smoking poutineery. Yeah, oh, in the Hollywood, okay, yeah, it's right okay. in Hollywood. But I haven't been because nobody I know, and there's a lot of Montrealers out there and a lot oh, yeah. of Canadians, but that's true. No one I know talks about puts in there, so I'm just like, if if 
If it was good, it would have been spoken. Yeah. Of, you know, but I'm like, all right, you know, no. Do you guys do it like as Canadians? Do you guys ever get together and have like the Canadian coalition? Anything like that happen? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, they do it for Thanksgiving. They did oh. one for, uh, there's one for Christmas up in Burbank not long ago. Uh, but I was at, I was at another networking party, so I couldn't go, but. Yeah, there's like a big uh, oh, cool. Canadian thing. Yeah, there, yeah. Right? so I'm sure there'll, there'll be one for New Year's as well. But uh, for Thanksgiving, uh, first week or second, yeah, the first Monday or second Monday of October, yeah. there's a, they'll I've seen posts where it's like big ho- uh, Hollywood Canadian Thanksgiving get together, and you pay twenty bucks. And it's like turkey and stuffing and this and that, as if it's like yeah. a, part, a yeah. bunch of Canadians that live in LA. They all get together. Oh, that's so, really cool. Yeah, I haven't been because. I'm broke, <laughs> but uh, but at least it's there. So one day I'll, I'd like to go check it out. Yeah. So at least of, you have the, the kind of. Uh, and when you you said there's a lot of Canadians, what's the largest? Like which province has the most Canadians out there? Mm. Would you say? Ooh, have you noticed? No, I should say have you noticed? Not official numbers. Uh, that I've come across. I yeah. would say it's a split between. I've met a few uh, people from uh, BC, a few yeah. from Ontario. But mostly Montrealers. Oh, really? And, and Montreals that were like, "Hey, I grew up in Montreal. Really, where? West Island. Really, where? Pierrefonds. Really, where? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I watched you sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, They're like, oh, we have met. And then we both draw swords. <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> yeah, like a good friend of mine, Lisa. Like she went to PC, and oh, like, we're, and we met in LA. And, and you never out. knew her here. I never knew her here. Oh, but we had we go on Facebook. It's like, oh, 30 mutual friends. Yeah. Wow, how can we've never crossed paths? <laughs> That's you know? weird. One girl I met off of uh, Bumble grew up on the South Shore. Oh, damn. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Like, what are what are yeah. the odds? But yeah, oh, met so. a lot of Montrealers there. That's really just cool. Just randomly, yeah. yeah. Damn. Okay. So Montrealers going to LA is a thing. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and it, are they mostly going for acting, comedy? With, mostly like, acting, acting. Mostly acting. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, like when movies come out here, like, like the last couple X Men movies were shot here, but oh, like yeah. when they're shooting X Men, you're like, they're not casting. You're not going up to audition for Wolverine or, yeah. or any of the X Men. You're auditioning for the waiter, the police officer, yeah, the yeah. guy with the one line. So you have all these Montreal actors vying for this one role. And I'm like, that's not, I'm not yeah. going to, even if you get that role, it's not going to be a career changer. Yep. You're, you're just going to go in, you shoot it, and then you're, you're right back at home the next day. It's going to be in that Entertainment Tonight feature when you're a major actor 20 yeah. years later yeah. and just like look at how Andrew started out in this scene in X-Men yeah. and it's like you handing Wolverine a drink yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and then for five years he did jack shit <laughs> <laughs> until he went to LA <laughs> it is so I mean for those of us I, I watch a lot of TV yeah. like ridiculous amounts of television yeah. and there's always that kind of progression in LA that's depicted as you start off doing commercials and yeah. then you start off it, is that like I mean for you you wanted to go into acting yeah. I know you were in if I'm not mistaken you did um, Brandon Calder's um, oh, Campus Law oh yes because yeah. I saw I saw you in it when yeah. I watched it on uh, yeah I, 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 didn't, I didn't have a role in it but he was out there he's just like he's like hey man we just need extra people for a couple scenes I was like yeah I'll be like yeah. from Montreal like yeah for sure it'd be good to come down and support uh, but it was good it was definitely good seeing them um but uh, maybe next year, maybe if they get a season two, it'd be good to do something yeah, yeah, on the yeah. show. 
But uh, I'm hoping. Yeah, knock on wood, fingers crossed. If you guys are listening, uh, you should go check out Campus Law on YouTube. Yeah. All the episodes are there, available from the LOL network. Is it uh, available in Canada now? Yeah, on YouTube. Oh, it's finally available. Yeah, I okay, binge good. watched the whole thing the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. pretty good. That's, that's why I was just like, oh, hey, Andrew's in there. Yeah. That's pretty dope. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, no, it was good. It was good. To, I'm very happy for those guys that they actually got that. And and you know what? It's one of those things where uh, being first, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't uh, doesn't mean you're gonna get it. You know, yeah. because or because because I remember they were up for a CBC uh, yeah. that thing a couple of years ago yeah, and yeah. they didn't get it. And and then they pitched for the Kevin Hart thing and then they got it. Yeah. So I I think it's great because it, it just goes to show that. Sometimes being second or third will yeah. will pay off better for you in the long run. Because yeah. if they got this on CBC, that's it. The rights would have been to CBC. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it would have just been a CBC show, and nobody would have heard of it. Yeah. Then you know, I call that American Idol syndrome. Oh yeah, because totally. I feel like anyone who ever wins American Idol doesn't yeah. end up doing as well as you think. Yeah. But all the people who were like sec- like Jennifer Hudson won an Oscar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she was, and she was like third or fourth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it just goes to show that like, yeah, first place doesn't mean yeah. you're going to get what you want. You yeah, not yeah, necessarily, yeah. no. Yeah. No. But, but it also shows uh, like if, if you may, you may get second or third, but if someone sees you and you're like, no, this guy has the drive or this person should, also American Idol and shows like that, they're also geared for more oh, yeah. ratings than yeah, talent, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, but no, it's good that, uh, that the their their talent was still was still sh- still shine through yeah yeah where people were like like you know what you got second or third or fourth mm-hmm. but we're still gonna give you a shot and like yeah. you said Hudson got an Oscar so yeah 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 whoever, whoever won that year <laughs> was just like I got first place I'm like yeah what's your name again <laughs> yeah. that's what I thought <laughs> uh, yes I will take fries with that exactly um, <laughs> have you uh, I mean one of the other venues and uh, when we talked about diversify I forgot to ask you yeah. are you writing. Because that's another thing that I, I see a lot of, like, especially like um, Gilbert is the guy that produces for Bobby Lee's uh, podcast, and Pete Holmes has a whole bunch of people on his, and yeah. uh, Chris Hardwick has all these guys, and they all talk about writing as mm-hmm. another way to like diversify their brand. Yeah. Is it, like I, I mean, I'm only asking you because you're there. Do you write, or have you met writers? Like, mm-hmm. what's that vibe like too? Um, I know writing on a show pays stupid amounts of money mm, yeah. like stupid amounts <laughs> yeah. stupid amounts that face like, <laughs> a buddy of mine just landed American Gods actually he started off a DJ as a DJ on a podcast so yeah like exactly yeah God damn yeah. yeah he was a DJ in New York working on a podcast uh, that he started with Combat Jack and then got through that he got a, work, a writing job on American Gods writing yeah. on writing writing what the hell American God. okay yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's like, crazy yeah he, he, from he podcasting be... about geek stuff that's yeah. dope. There you go. Hey man, uh, that's not my. I, I'm not a. I that's don't. Why think I keep I'm a, saying pay yeah. me because eventually <laughs> yeah. they'll hear us. <laughs> true. True. I mean, I, I'd like to. I mean, I know. Well, in comedy, the thing with comedy is that comedy there's there's performers and then there's writers. Mm. Like the writers are guys like Chappelle or Chris Rock, where yeah. like a lot of their comedy is is really in the writing. You know, mm. I'm more of a performer. Like not to say that it takes away from my writing, but. I'm more of an extrovert on stage, you okay. know, and some people are just really good, thoughtful writers. Um, so a lot of guys like that will get picked up for like writing on TV shows yeah. or movies. Um, I've never written for a show or, or, or anything, so I don't know what the, I'm. Mean, who knows? It might be a talent that I may uh, haven't tapped yet and be yeah. like, oh, I'm actually good at this. I haven't tried it yet, but um, but yeah, writing is definitely one of the big things that like 
that gets you out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, especially if your name is attached to like, a, um, like say for example, you write for a show and that show gets nominated for an Emmy. Yeah. You could, your next gig, you're walking <laughs> around, you're walking that interview being like, hey, I wrote for this show and there are, it got nominated. Yeah. Suddenly your name's at the top of that you list. You don't even have to win the Emmy, right? Like, like just being nom- no. yeah, nominated. Just- alone is, yeah, is yeah, a yeah. big thing, you know? Like if you win, that's even, it's icing on the cake, but the uh, just nomination alone is, is going to get you tons of work alone yeah but yeah i knew i knew some people where they told me like yeah i write for this show and i know they're making like stupid months of money and it's not even a big show like this is like a small show probably seen on one network probably i don't know how many viewers they'll get but they'll they're making rent within a day or two (laughs) and you're writing you're there a couple days a week so yeah they're, they're doing pretty well uh and then for people like me who are geeks and they're writing for these shows. They're doing this. And then it's just this process, like this kind of idea of like shows developing yeah. and people writing and creating. I find that so interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like, how it's do great. you, because like when we're talking about writers, one of the things that I always find kind of crazy is, and this is what I was going to ask. Do they ever stay humble? Because mm, like, yeah. the, the, like you can get a big head quick. I mean, my favorite story recently was I read up on the Cameron and Mace beef. And the whole reason there was beef between those two is because Mace got signed by Puffy and his and I didn't realize Mace grew up in Harlem with those like yeah, yeah. I know he talked about Harlem no, he's from yeah. but he's from the streets he's, he's actually from, he's, yeah Murder Mace like, yeah like, like like Murder Mace was like he wanted to use that name they're just like no you gotta be a pretty boy yeah. and Cameron him Big L yeah. like who's legit, legit rapper yeah. they're yeah. all buds yeah. they're all friends and then you know Mace got signed and became an asshole mm-hmm. and then people had to put him in his place yeah does that happen? Like you've you've worked with some standups, they probably get like you know a showcase here, yeah. Knock, you know, tap for something there. Yeah. What's the what's the vibe when people you know make it quote unquote? And then also, and I think this will be your favorite part to answer. Yeah. What happens when they fall from grace? Mm. How does it look? How does it feel when someone walks back that, in with their nobody, tail between their legs and you're just them. like, oh, oh you're God. opening this swing? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen people make it in Montreal. Okay. Not even like in in industry wide, yeah. Like just in Montreal, and man, they walked around like they owned the place. Oh shit! Like owned it, and and it's I love watching, I love watching people because like this like be careful who you pass on the way up the ladder because oh, that's who you pass on the way back down. Oh, that's a so, good saying. Yeah, yeah. And and I've seen I've seen uh, a few com- not not that many. One particular comes to mind where they got a good opportunity and they were just like so cocky they were yeah. insulting the people like uh. they 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 are they became very not not really self-aware but they felt like they were better than everyone yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden when that when that candle light faded <laughs> suddenly they were humble again yeah. suddenly they were supportive and uh. speaking nice of people again i'm just like and, like, and, and, and what they got was it was it wasn't even a big deal. It was nothing. But yeah. but they they went up and then they got <laughs> cocky and then when that light went out they just went back down and they were back to humble. And I was and to this day like I'll be like I like the the person is still kind of nice. But I was like yeah I remember when you were like yeah oh, cocky sob you know like, <laughs> the know? lesson has been learned yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm sure that, and that's just in Montreal imagine in L A standards yeah. you know like. I'm, but you know what? I think it's one of those things where 
like they say, like people say money changes you. Mm. I don't think it changes you. It just amplifies who you really are. Yeah. Like if you, if you are like a nice person and then you become, and you end up inheriting a billion dollars, then you'll just be a nice person, an even nicer person with a billion dollars. If you were like a little bit of a dick yeah. as personality with a billion dollars, then that little bit of a dick is going to be a, a huge yeah. asshole. Yeah. 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 So people are like, oh, well, money changes. I'm like, well, look at Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. You yeah. know, the biggest philanthropists in the world. You yeah. think they're assholes? No. Yeah. They might have a little personality or maybe a little. They have their traits. They have their traits, yeah. yeah. But they're, they're not, they didn't become a, a dick when they when they made their yeah. money, you know? I mean, um, at the end of the day, Bill Gates still does, and I, I heard about this, he does the uh, Reddit gift exchange. Yeah. And he did it this year, and, and like, the gift to the girl, she loves cats. Yeah. So he paid for, like, he tried to, he's trying to help her pay to create no-kill shelters yeah. in her hometown. Yeah. Like, that... Like mm, that's big stuff. Yeah. Yo, man, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so cool to like Bill Gates is just like, hey, Merry Christmas. Here's all this money to help you try and b- develop this dream of yours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and Bill Gates has just, I think, what was it? Uh, is it a hundred dollars? I think where if he were to drop a hundred dollars, he actually loses money from the time it takes for him to bend down to pick it up. Because <laughs> by the time he bends down, he's already made that money back. <laughs> Okay. It's actually cheaper for him to leave the money on the ground. On the ground. Keep moving, Bill. Keep moving. (laughs) So for for him, like even like someone like Oprah as well, where it's like I'm like huge philanthropist. So, um, so imagine taking someone who's like a little bit of a of a dick who had nothing, and then they become you know like, and yeah, I'm like yeah, it'll it'll amplify who they really are on the inside. Yeah, the ego. Yeah, exactly. That little that little ego is gonna become a massive ego. Yeah, but. You know, it all depends on the person, but some people will be dicks. Other people will just be very giving and very, you know. I'd like to think that if I won a billion dollars, I'd I'd just go around helping people. I ain't talking to nobody if I won a billion dollars. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I'm buying a lot of toys. Changing my name, identity, moving immediately, like overnight type shit. No one's going to know where I live. Yeah. Forget it. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm out. Like, you're not going to know where I live. When oh. I went to a billion dollars. You're yeah. just going to ghost? Yeah. I kill robbers. Be like, no, I'm going by my middle name now. My name's is Drew Alexander. <laughs> yeah. I live in Hampstead. Yeah. 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 Hampstead, of course. That's it. No one's going to find me. And I'm also Jewish now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Jewish now. Uh, Sam Davis my... Jr. is my idol. Yeah. <laughs> I live among my people. Yep. Not I'm going to give the immediate people like some money here and there, but like with social media now and like the way people yeah, know true. you, people's going to find, like, okay. You people will find you. You yeah. whisper, I want a million dollars. 30 people know within... Yeah, an hour. Yeah, yeah, and then that social media sort of. Oh, I'm out. I am out. There was a story about a guy who won like some crazy amount of money and waited until literally the last day to claim it because he he wanted like he won like a ridiculous amount. He wanted to fish out who. Yeah. Well, he wanted. Yeah, he he wanted to just see how a how people were reacting and then b he wanted the story to die yeah because no one claimed it so 364 days later no one's really talking about it they're just like oh the money's never been claimed yeah so he and then he claimed it like the last day and it it was like uh, like totally under the radar imagine they fucked you and you're like no 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 you had like two weeks before (laughs) (laughs) the money's not the government's like what do you mean oh this this is a leap year that expired (laughs) yesterday like oh mother god damn it yeah that's Uh, me i would i would walk so straight to the airport I'd be like first out. ticket out yeah, yeah. first yeah. ticket out first I'll pay cash pay cash get me on the first first class yeah Where, am I going to the Caribbean am I going to what's the first flight to the Caribbean or <laughs> or to like Bora Bora yeah yeah, yeah 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 they're like oh Bora Bora 
done. Mm-hmm. Here done. you go. I'll be I'll be in the lounge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because at that a... point you hadn't claimed it yet, so I really am just going to spend everything I have in my savings to get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to let that shit die down. Yeah, come back and yeah. claim my money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like I would. Uh, I would probably take like five hundred million and just put that aside, yeah. And take the five hundred million and be like, I'm just gonna blow this on all the stupidity in the world, and then have the <laughs> other. Because I know myself, yeah. I won't be able to convert if I don't spend and get it out of my system where I just act the fool yeah. and spend it. Yeah. I'm gonna go crazy and just start spending yeah. even wilder. Yeah, like I have to get it out of my system. Wow. Even when I have it, I don't spend it like that. So for oh, me, no. I'll just be like, okay, well, I can just do this, and then I'll feel bad. But like, mm, I'm gonna go inside. Yeah. No, when I, yeah. when I was younger, I was all about just being stupid. Yeah. I was about this. You get your I, allowance, oh, yeah. and like three hours later, you don't yeah. have your twenty. What allowance? I was boring against my allowance. <laughs> what did I tell you? I couldn't afford a bus pass once for a transformer. <laughs> yeah. We already talked about my stupidity. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that that shit only happened to me when you kind of like undercalculate your but under budget. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I bought all. But I, that's the thing. That's why my girlfriend, bless her soul, is so good with money. Nice. And it's so good to be with someone who's like, because my ex-girlfriend, bless her, she's really nice. But she was a spendaholic. Yeah. Like, she would just take money and just go flip, flip. I'm not counting this and buy stuff. Wow. And, you know, but she also had the job to back it up. Yeah. So, I, my, like, watching her, I was just like, yeah. And I'd sit next to her and spend my money like an idiot. And yeah. then I, we'd be at the end of the month and she'd be like, she still has her stacks because her job pays her enough to do that. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, that wasn't smart. <laughs> that oh, no. Wasn't smart. Yeah. Oh, shit. Shit. Ah, that's why I can't do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I would, I would, if it was a billion dollars, I'd take 20 and toss the rest into a bank account and just live off the interest for the rest. Oh, true. Yeah. That's true. Oh, eh? yeah. Yo. Word. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why Andrew wins the you game of who's the smartest billionaire. <laughs> no, this is why Andrew's still in L.A. Yeah. True. <laughs> true. True. That's how it ended. That's true. Been smart. Wow. Actually, I, I love reading story. I read this one story of a guy. Uh, I think he won $2 million. He said he was a garbage man. Oh, damn. Won $2 million. He blew the money on on drugs, oh. partying, alcohol, strippers, and they said at the end of the article it said today he is still a garbage man. Oh my damn dude. Yeah. What? Blew what it all. Doing? All of it. Oh god damn. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what show it was. There's a TV was it Howard Stern? Where they, they found like a coke addict on the street and gave him like a ridiculous amount of money yeah. and then they just let him go. Yeah. And then when they found him, he was back on the same street corner yeah. like drumming again. Yeah. And they're like, what happened to the money? And he's just like, I blew it on coke. I threw a coke party. Yeah. And like, like, and then they like had, I think someone had pictures and it was just like a hotel and it was just a mountain of coke yeah. and like people in a room. Yeah. And that's, he just blew all the money. Like they gave him like maybe a hundred thousand dollars and he just blew that all in a coke party in the hotel room. Yeah. And it was drumming the next day. Yeah. That's the, that's the scary part, though. Yeah. That there are like I think I'm bad with money, yeah. but there are people who like at the end of the day just can't. Yeah. Listen, they 250 can't. on Transformers just yesterday. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my friend. I'm not crazy like that, people. But yeah, no, yeah, no people yeah, will do yeah. that. Yeah. But they, you know what? The the, the thing is fun. that people fall for the trap of okay, if you get two million dollars and you're like, okay, you know what? I want a nice house. Okay, I want to spend a million dollars on house. So you yeah. have a million dollars left. You can't drive your Toyota Camry to your million dollar house now. Yeah. Now you have to get a BMW. Yeah. So spend that on BMW. Oh, well, now I want new clothes and I want new furniture for this house. Yeah. So you're now, you're spending money, not because you want to, but to catch up with a lifestyle. Yeah. To the point where once you catch up, you now have no more, no <laughs> yeah, more money. Yeah. And you're in debt. Yeah, exactly. You're in debt. So, <laughs> so it's all gone. Like, if you could sustain, like, for example, like if you could, if you could have 
if you could stay in this apartment, but a million dollars, okay, but live off the interest where you could stay here, but mm. you never have to work for the rest of your life. Yeah, I'd rather do that. Yeah, than Definitely. to move into a million dollar house because hey, I live here. It's not the greatest, no. but I don't have to work forever. Yeah, because I'm just living off the interest. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's a dream. I went to school. (laughs) (laughs) I went to school. (laughs) Oh, damn. Clearly studied, too. Wow. That's amazing. Well, Andrew, uh, I mean, dude, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, thanks, man. Thank you so, so much, much for coming through. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think we chipped away at all the stuff we wanted to discuss. No, but... there'll be a part two, and we actually do part twos here because, I mean, yeah, we have to. There's yeah, so yeah. much we got to Yeah, we'll definitely have to get you to come through again. Oh, before. for sure, yeah. Because you said you're, you're here till the... 14th, yeah. Okay, yeah, we have time then. We yeah, have time. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Uh, dude, social media, where does everyone find everything Andrew? Uh, any, just any social media, just type in Andrew Searles. Uh, Instagram, Andrew underscore Searles. Twitter, Andrew Searles, S-E-A-R-L-E-S. Uh, YouTube, uh, my website, andrewsearles.com. Uh I don't even know what other social media stuff is out there. Tinder. Tinder. Swipe right. <laughs> swipe right. <laughs> On Andrew's Tinder. I mean, I'm here for another two weeks. You have two more weeks to swipe right. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll tell you about that later. Oh, shout out. Okay. Shout out to Papa Chocolat. Like, that was yeah, genius. Yeah, dude. I oh, just had to mention that. Genius. Yeah, thanks. That is, was it, really genius. is it going to be available on Amazon or anything? Some... It is, it's available on Amazon Okay, now. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, if you... Uh, it's, I'm available on iTunes, Apple Music... Spotify, uh, oh, you can order a physical copy on uh, uh, off of Amazon. I think my, I got home. My dad's like, "Oh, I ordered a physical copy. It comes here January 1st. I was like, "Yeah," because oh, you were you? saying you didn't know. You were just like, "This is my only copy." When I hit you up on uh, yeah, um, yeah, because so Amazon apparently it's just they just make them buy the order. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. If I wanted to, if I wanted like a box of a hundred, they'll do a box of hundred, but then you got to pay. Yeah, a thousand dollars to get that hundred, and then you just turn around and sell for whatever you want. Yeah. But I was just like, uh, I'll just order one to be like, this is my golden yeah. first copy, and then the rest one day I'll order like the box copy. And, then- and can we get all that on the site? Yeah, if you okay. want to uh there's a merchandise tab. Yes, right there. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Damn, dude, dope. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thanks, man. I appreciate. Uh, it. I hope but, you had fun. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk nerd stuff next time. Yes. 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 Are you guys in Star Trek? Did you guys watch the new Star Trek? The the, the latest Discovery? show? Discovery? Yeah. Wow. All right, we'll talk about that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, all right. I'm 100% down to do that. Right, okay. Uh, for all of you guys tuned in, thank you very much for sticking with us. I know we had a little bit of a blip there in the middle at the beginning, but uh, it's all good. Oh, dude, this is you at the Ice House? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Sorry, I just, I, Joe Rogan talks about the Ice House like every other day. In his oh, life. yeah, he's there pretty often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so this was, has been our interview with Andrew Searles. Uh, thank you very much for coming through. Oh, thanks, uh, Appreciate you, yeah. Dude, thank you for representing us out there. Yeah. I oh, mean, thanks, thanks. just in talking to you, we already knew it, but for anyone who tuned into this, know that you're being represented well in Montreal, uh, in LA by yeah. Montreal. So, uh, yeah, that's it, man. I'm doing thank what you. I can. Yeah, man. <laughs> so we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, for sure. Guys, once again, this is FranklinArmstrong.com. I'm Doc Holiday. Skinny. And uh, you guys can check us out. We're going to be starting the show back in two weeks. Two weeks. I think two weeks. So, yeah. uh, it's going to be 630 on Wednesdays on the FranklinArmstrong.com. That's Geektastic Cypher. And then we're going to be starting a new show. Um, myself, Toby, and Dave from Squared Idea are going to be doing That's Canon, which is all comic books. And we're going to have some fun uh, segments that we're working out. So we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace, everybody. Peace.